Okay, let's go. Okay. So, hello, hello. Hi, Hi Claire. Hello, Lisa. Hello and welcome. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Anytime. We are doing episode 24 of our podcast, which is Plain Devil's Avocado. Yes, it is. It's a podcast for women and men and people in general. <laughs> it's a podcast for anyone. Anyone. Uh-huh. Whoever likes to listen. And it, of a certain age, usually. Usually of a certain age. Yeah. So, um, episode 24, we're going yeah. to explore... We've got a bit of menopause talk. Yeah. Um, which is going to be really interesting. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some what hurts now, um, which is always fun, isn't it? You um, are particularly exhausted this week from a very exhausting fruit um, fruit based episode. <laughs> so we'll discuss that. Um, we've got a little bit of office related, work related yeah. discussions, and. Um, we're also, are you a friend stealer? Mm. It's a big issue. Mm. And we're going we're gonna to cover it comprehensively. Excellent. Or we'll just talk about it for two minutes. <laughs> and then move on. And then move on. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so let's, let's start. Go. Okay, so menopause. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to start with it straight away. Get out of the way. So yeah. if you need to look, leave the room, do. And try, come back in about three minutes? Yeah, look, try as we, try as we might. Um, it keeps rearing, rearing its head, doesn't it? Yes. Menopause. And so, look, we're embracing it, and we found a really great new podcast this week. We did. Meg's Menopause. Meg's Menopause. Who is Meg? Meg is Meg Matthews, and yeah. she is, she used to be married to Noel Gallagher. Yes. So she's an English woman of, um, she's 53, yes. I think. And um, she's part she of the Primrose part of Hill. Yeah, she was, she's friends with Kate Moss and all those people. Sadie. Yeah, Sadie Frost. Primrose Hill that. set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so rock, so very rock and roll. Very rock and roll. Been into rehab. Yeah. She was, she's had a lot of. She's very open about her drug history and her alcohol yeah. history and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, yeah. she's been going through menopause for the last six years, or she's yeah. been pen, perimenopausal and menopausal for the last six years, and she started this um, website and podcast because she thought it was always hidden away and that people yeah. had to talk about it more and that there was a lot of medical stuff that needed to be talked about, that there was a lot of societal stuff that needed to be spoken about. Um, on the podcast, she talks about how she wants pet menopause to become like Weight Watchers where you go and have groups that you can sit in yeah. like, you know, village halls in the UK and talk through, which is lovely. I love that idea. idea. Because she thinks there's so much of it's hidden and no one really understands it. And from what I've heard of the podcast, we didn't, I haven't listened to an awful lot of it, but what I've heard, it's very um, embracing of everybody. And, um, you know, she really wants to know the secrets. She's got a lovely manner. She's quite... She's very ballsy. <laughs> She's really ballsy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's who Meg is. So, anyway, um, we'll put a link to her yeah. stuff on the PDAs group. I really liked to, uh, And apparently the BBC had a week-long conversation about yes. menopause. Yeah. So they've really embraced getting this conversation out into the open. And there's a lot of work being done around workplace and women yeah. um, going through the menopause and how it's not one of the women mentioned in the podcast said, you know, it's not just about giving a woman a fan. Mm. You know, it, that's not enough. No. That's not going to help. They talk a lot about anxiety, which yeah. we've talked about before. Yeah, um, sure. And Meg's very open about the anxiety that just came upon her, her, crippled her, and she thought it was because of her drug taking and her alcohol taking that it all caught up with her, but actually she thinks now it was... It was probably related to the menopause. Yeah, yeah. and she says there's 34. I think there is 34 symptoms of yeah. menopause, and she had 26 of them, which yeah. is a huge amount. It is huge amount. So I think anything that sort of keeps this um, conversation going, and then they're very much about, 
you know, Moira, our London listener, would be happy. They're very much about the, the positivity of menopause yeah. and that it's not this scary thing and that it, we shouldn't hide it away and just yeah. have the open conversation and yeah. that actually there's there's big positives to come out of it as I well. I did listen to some of it and I kind of thought that maybe I'm not taking my journey into my 50s as um, seriously as I should. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm kind of not really thinking about it in terms of what I could do. I haven't really had any bad symptoms of anything at all you know yeah. other than you know my hair falling out, falling out sometimes getting more anxious yeah. um and and that kind of thing but like in terms of all the things that she a lot of the things she talks about I'm like oh I didn't realize that was even a symptom well I think that's that that's what everyone's saying isn't yeah. it is that and you've mentioned that before is that there's so many symptoms and actually it probably is that so yeah. you you probably you know do have to be a little bit serious about it to make sure yes. that your journey yeah is as can I not have a journey? No, we hate I wish, journeys. I wish there was another word that All wasn't right. journey. Can your experience. Say, yes, my That your experience, experience isn't yes, too awful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, okay. le- so leading on from the menopause, let's talk no, about... No, hang on, you want oh. to talk about HRT? Oh, well, yes, because they talk a lot about HRT on this podcast and then this study has come out, hasn't it, that always freaks people out because the headline in The Guardian was breast cancer risk from using HRT is twice what was thought. Um, so it is. It's actually quite a, um, you know, well terrifying. thought of. It's terrifying, and it's a proper study by proper right. people, yeah. basically. And it was published in the Lancet. Um, but they're saying don't panic, which is what they said last time. So when this happened last time, Australia's um, uptake of they don't we don't call it HRT here. Did you know that we call it MHT, oh. which is um, I don't know what it means. Menopausal hormone treatment. That's right, Claire. Well, that? And you know what? Well I don't done. even know. I mean, you I just made even, that up. Just you just guessed. Yeah. Good on you. Brain, so menopausal hormone therapy, we call it in oh, Australia. So in Australia, um, 300,000 women use it in Australia. Right. It's not very many, is it? I well, no, we haven't got a very big population, no, 24 no. million. So it's, yeah. No. But there was a massive drop-off after the last thing about HRT and, and breast cancer. So what they're saying is don't panic, don't stop taking it, um... You know, you've just got to work with your GP or whoever. Um. Well, it's funny because Meg, my, yes. new, my new best team, yes, Meg. She always, um, she was talking about how a lot of GPs don't really they have like twenty minutes training on yeah. on menopausal women, and then they and then they have to go out into the workplace and and kind of deal with these hysterical women, yeah. going through all of this stuff. And it's probably true. Like there are probably you need to find a good doctor. You do a woman possibly, or not necessarily a woman, but at least if a woman has knows what the kind of things are that trigger you and upset women or that can affect women's bodies, whatever. Good start, probably. Um, Because you have to trust them because you have to be able to tell them, you know, is this a symptom or is this not? And you need to get help. And you need to get help. Like, you can't just... You know, not do it you can't just go. Oh, that's just the way it is. No. Get on with it. Don't no. need to do that anymore. Back in my day, <laughs> yeah, not in my day, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, okay. Um, well, Meg Matthews is a big believer in HRT, but you yeah, know, she also then does a lot of talking to doctors and stuff about um, the dangers and about the different kinds of HRT things that are available, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. So it's a big, big, big issue that we probably need to delve in a little bit more yeah at or, some point or ignore it her. and hope that it goes away yes another another yeah. side of another side effect of being a woman yes um, or another aspect of being a woman yeah is that um 
paying a pink tax. Yeah, well, I just wanted to bring this up because I saw an ad. An ad came up into my Facebook feed, probably because I must have bought something at one point. Mm. You know how it's so targeted, or mentioned it in Do you know, passing. That is literally happening to yes. me at the moment. Do you know? Actually, the other day I was thinking it. Yeah. And then it, it came up in mind. my Facebook. Yeah, it's terrifying. So weird. I must be yeah. thinking about shaving my bits. Because oh, an ad came you. up for shave for shavers, but men shavers. But it was advertised by women, and not in a sexy way, but in a fuck the pink tax way. We're yeah. going to use these shavers. That, and I suddenly realised that I, I'm so guilty of doing it still to this day. Whereas if I'm in a chemist or in a supermarket looking for a razor for my legs, whatever, I will always buy the pink one, yeah, not the men's one. And the men's ones are like five dollars cheaper. They are. The only thing I would say about that is, like, I do love those ones that are horrendously expensive, but they've got all the moisturising, yeah, lumpy I, bits on, yes, and the do men's have, don't have that. No, okay, but that, yeah. I guess that's true. If that's what you're looking for, then you need yes, to get the pink one. but the regular. But regular shavers, yeah. and also... Um, Some of those cheap, big ones, though, oh they no, destroy they you, don't you. they? They can, yeah. they can, they can get an artery with yeah. those. <laughs> You've got to be careful. And also... Um, but then I was reading into the pink tax because obviously that's it's not anything new, and um, obviously we got rid of the tampon tax finally in January this year, which was amazing. Mm. But um, like a lot of things, like they were saying, you know, all the face washes and moisturisers, a lot of them are just the same product, yes, and just bottled differently. Yes, and a lot of men's deodorants, a lot of things like that. They're so yeah. much more expensive for women, and that's there's ridiculous. no difference. And you just need to go through. And if you like it, I like men's. Uh, um, Antiperspirant often because I feel like it's stronger. It's probably not, but mm. the, the smell is stronger. So maybe that's what yeah. I like about them. Anyway, it's just um, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to start buying men's razors now. Good on you. I used to use a beard with them. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm not joking, but yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I used to use a Nivea men's moisturiser yes. because it was um, it was a really good primer mm. because it was mattifying. It was like matte. I read that somewhere. Yeah. I used to, yeah, somewhere. I have done that. Yeah. Anyway, love it. Okay, mm. let's talk about another bit of womanhood. Great. <laughs> bras. Bras. Yeah. I think there's a bit of a ditch the bra movement going on. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. She says clutching boobs. Um, so when I put a, a hilarious meme up on our <laughs> Instagram page recently, it was something like, it's all fun and games until Monday roll around, rolls around, you've got to put your bra back on. Yeah. And someone messaged me and said, oh, don't wear a bra anymore. And I thought, mm. oh. And then um, Nikki, is it Gemmel? Is that how you yeah. pronounce her name? Yeah. She did an article in the Australian magazine about she's ditched her bra as well. Mm. So um, obviously everyone burnt their bras in the 70s. <laughs> yes. But then we've all put our bras back on. We've unburnt them. Haven't we? Pulled them out from the ashes. Yes. And um, But I think there is a little bit of a movement. You know, Rihanna doesn't wear a bra if she doesn't want to. <laughs> Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Which doesn't need to, let's face it, Kendall. No. But who needs to? Like, I need what's going to happen if you don't wear a well, bra? Well, because you, you, they hurt sometimes if they're flapping about. Depends how big your about. boobs are, doesn't it? Depends how big your boobs are. I didn't even wear a bra till I was 21. Oh. I didn't have any... I can't stop staring at your breasts. Stop staring at my breasts. <laughs> but I, was, um, I didn't have to. I didn't need to. I don't know that I need to. I mean, you know, I feel like they're just a bit too... Wayward, you've got to be careful where they go <laughs> if, they're, if they're not contained. Yeah, um, we were talking the other day about um, secret boob society, which is What's women that? who you don't expect to have big boobs who actually do. So, there's a few girls in the office here who oh, yes. surprisingly have really enormous knockers, and you don't really know because of the way they dress, yeah, because they don't like them, yeah, so they're hiding them a lot. And I'm one of them, I don't like to show mine off. Uh, do you really. know, 
I would not have a clue how big your boobs are. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't know. I wouldn't have a clue exactly, how big your boobs exactly. are. Exactly. So I never yeah. really show them off and always cover them. I'm, I'm not even going to think about You're it. You're not looking at them. She's obviously, <laughs> listeners, deliberately not even looking at my chest at all. No. Anyway, and there's a few of us who don't wear anything revealing or don't, yeah. you know, and it's because we are the secret boob society. Yeah, right. And we all said we'd love to have much smaller boobs. Right. So I think we would all be the people who would say it's lovely if you could get away from not. I just can't stop thinking about your boobs now. Can we move on? Many people who you're not you're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Okay. Okay, so we're on a little bit of um woe is us being a lady rant here, aren't we? Because the next thing on the list is how annoying it is going shopping for clothes and the sizes. Oh. I've got that on my list. Oh, have you? Yeah, go ahead. Rosie. Rosie. (laughs) Oh yes. Yeah. Sorry. God, I'm an idiot. Just, I was so obsessed with your boobs, I Ugh. just couldn't think of anything else. Yeah, um, we have a lovely friend called Rosie who has a gorgeous um, website called My Virtual Stylist, and she is also a very... Um, Rosie McKay. Rosie McKay. Um, and she's a stylist, a yeah. celebrity stylist, and a stylist yeah. of her in her own right. Um, we will put a link to her Instagram or whatever. Yes, in she does our, lots of nice motivational stuff yeah she's really good and she does lots of things where she helps women um find um corporate outfits and things that last them for years and she's very good about finding pieces that you can work with your wardrobe so she constantly is updating things and she's in on holiday and she mentioned that she bought some shorts in zara and she bought a bigger size than normal so she could belt them and then she just said this rosie is tiny as well yeah she's she's like she's like the yeah she's very cute um, and she said she used to get really caught up with size so that if she didn't fit into the size that she thought she was meant to be, she wouldn't buy the piece. And instead of worrying about that, she would try and change her body. And she said sizing is just a guideline. Instead of focusing on the numbers, focus on fit. In some cases, going up a size or two can make a piece fall more flattering. And Don't let numbers control your thoughts or your style. And I just thought that's such a lovely thing to mm. say from someone who works in fashion is so immersed in it is just yeah don't think about what size it is yeah. think about what it looks like on you because we all like you know i was you can, in zara today for example yeah. trying on well taking back something and then i was trying on stuff and i was just like you know sometimes you're in large sometimes you're in medium sometimes you're in extra large yeah and you need it certain is. things to be certain ways to make you feel good yeah, I, I can see how people get caught up in it, though. Yeah, and it's like, really depressing. Especially, and but sometimes I think it's actually just down to your shape as well. And that, So even if you get the bigger size, it's going to be gappy around the waist. Well, you see those things where all these women are a size 12 or whatever, yeah. and that's always quite confronting. Yeah. She's like, wow, okay, she's yeah. really tall, she's really tiny. She's really... People get very hung up on it. I did mm. once do a shoot with a celebrity who I won't name. Mm-hmm. And they had to cut the um, stylist has to, had to cut the labels out. Because, so they couldn't even send them back afterwards. Yeah, they? because the um, celebrity Person. they couldn't tell her what size Can you she really was. Mouth the name to me. Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> just act it out. No, no, I won't. All right. Well, anyway, I just thought that was a lovely thing, Rosie. It was and a nice thing. Thanks, Rosie. Out. That was such a great. She's lovely, Rosie. She's lovely. I've worked with her a lot this year. I know year. you have. I know mm. you have. Oh. Um, okay. Should we do a what hurts now? What hurts now? Okay, well, this isn't so much hurting, but a little bit hurting. What about age noises? Mm-hmm. Have you started making age noises? I think I started making them years ago. Yeah. So what I'm talking about is like when you get yeah. up, oof. Yeah. When you get out of a chair and you go, ooh, <laughs> or oof. <laughs> <laughs> or when you sit down and go, oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Uh, um, are there any? Do you say so you didn't make the age noises? Uh, I think 
I do. Yeah. I think also what I do, I've noticed, is um, I have to do a little push up to get up and out of a chair. Like oh, I have yeah, to do you're a not meant to up. do that. Oh no! Mm. That if you do that, one of the tests about where you should be with your balance and everything mm. is you should be able to get out of a chair without using your arms until you're about seventy. Oh, I can get up without using my. Oh, arm. oh yeah, well done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she says getting up without using your arms. Yeah. But what I mean, if I'm sitting on the couch sometimes and I'm lying back and I'm more relaxed, oh or yeah, whatever, then I have to do a, a sort of a practice run <laughs> before, I, before I launch. <laughs> yeah, before, before launching. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's it really. Right, well, noises. it takes me into my um, what hurts yeah. now, which is I can't sit in the cinema without getting really uncomfortable. No. and I Even in gold class, end. which is your favourite. <laughs> yeah, well, I still get uncomfortable in gold class, and that's really pretentious, yeah. isn't it? Oh, I can't sit in gold class for more than two and a half hours. But that's why I didn't go and see Tarantino. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it's long. It's you know, three, I didn't almost three long. hours. I didn't feel that long, so no. only two minutes, two minutes 40. <laughs> two hours 40, didn't feel, yeah, didn't notice Did it you go to the toilet? No, I didn't. Ooh, but you I lasted to, that long. Yeah, it's a long had, time. Had to a last. beer as well. Oh. Was it? Were, um, you, were you in gold class? Yes, I was in gold class. <laughs> Look, I got some vouchers, oh, so they were the same price as normal. It. Also, I'm a Cinebuzz member, <laughs> and I get like cheap tickets. So, and I, I go to the movies a lot. Anyway, so. Um, but it's well worth getting those loyalty cards. Those things do come in handy. Oh, mm. okay. Um, but yeah, I can't. If I get in the cinema, even if I'm in gold glass, <laughs> I have to I shuffle around. I can't mm. stay comfortable. I can't. That's why I watch I most of my I'm films just at home. Getting now. old, like you just like yeah. bits hurt and yeah. you can't find a comfy spot. Yeah. And then you start shuffling about. Well, a three-hour film. I mean, you know, that's a flight. Yeah, you, know, you could fly to Cairns <laughs> in that time. <laughs> Everything's measured in flights. <laughs> Another thing that happened to me. Yeah. So. You, you got really tired, didn't you? Something yeah. really wore you out. Really exhausting. Which really shouldn't. It's really exa- like, so exhausting that I had to sort of stop and it was almost like I was out of breath. Yeah, what was it? Eating an apple. <laughs> <laughs> so, was it, is it that your teeth were aching? No, it's like it was a big apple. Mm. It was a lot of crunching. Yeah. A lot of big mouthfuls. Were you, were you masticating? Yes, I was. <laughs> How very dare you? Yeah, I was masticating it well. Well, yeah. it was just quite a large jazz apple, and um, by the time I got ra- and I ate it as a whole mm-hmm. apple, by the time I got round to the other side, I was like, "Oh, had to do a rest." Would you like us to puree it for you in future? <laughs> I think maybe I need to just have smaller apples, smaller uh, apples, or like, I'm not joking. What about if you cut it up yeah. into little into think, wedges, like they do for kids? <laughs> so, but it, like, I was really surprised by how. Mm. Kind of exhausted I was, and I said to my friends on Facebook, "Does anyone else feel like this?" And a girl that I went to school with said, "Yes, but I wouldn't say it in public." And I was like, "Well, at least I'm not the only one." This is one. what we're all about. We're all about open, <laughs> being open and having conversations that too, used to be held behind closed doors. If you too get tired eating a fruit, <laughs> do let us know. Let us know <laughs> at where should they let us know? <laughs> we are playing devils of Ricardo at gmail dot com. Yes, tell we us are. about your fruit based exhaustion <laughs> and. <laughs> Or you can um, also slide into our DMs with your fruit-based tales. Yes. Or you can um, well, um, go in the PDAs. Go in the PDAs. PDAs. And that, yeah. that's probably where a lot of people will talk about it. <laughs> or not. Um, <laughs> in So let's move on to yep. some work-related stuff. Yep. In the office, do you wear headphones? Um, only uh, sometimes. Do you? Uh, so, but I play things through my computer because I have an office of my own. Oh, so fancy. <laughs> um, 
so there was a study about how more and more people are having to wear headphones in the office to block people out. The block out open plan offices to work, yeah. and because they just can't stand their colleagues yeah. yabbering. All I put day. them on without any sound. Well, there's a lot of yeah. people, and a lot of people have got um, noise cancelling headphones. They're not listening to mm. anything. They're just doing noise cancelling headphones. Mm. I I can under, totally understand why people do it. I don't think it's good for morale or no, workplace not. practice. No. I was reading the comments on the story and. Um, one one woman said, um, I've had to wear headphones since I got told off for telling someone that um, they'd used up their allotted word count for the day talking to me <laughs> and I wouldn't converse with them anymore, which fair I point. thought was fair enough. <laughs> fair point. But people do jibber-jabber on. And do you know, who, right, some people might need to wear headphones if someone's eating a big apple near them. Are you mentioned, well, he's not mentioning any names. Well, luckily, I have my own office, as I've mentioned before. Um, one thing that when I used to work at a TV station for a while, we used to have to wear headphones because if we didn't, the show that was filming where we were sitting was so loud that you couldn't hear yourself think. Right. So we, I used to play classical music through my headphones oh. just to sort of calm because myself you'd down. Focus? Could you concentrate? You got to a point where that was the only thing that would help you focus. Yeah, right. Otherwise, you had people cheering and clapping. And yeah, I mean, it is genuinely a problem, though, isn't it? Open plan offices. Yeah. Yes. They were and meant also, to be. Also, I don't want to hear. Sometimes the people that you know you work with are talking about talking you know, boyfriends and you know uh, what they ate for lunch. And yeah. Really, if you're busy. Yeah. I mean, if you're not busy and you're all having a little gap, a little bit chit chat is all right, yeah. isn't it? Um, now you think you eat more when you're working in the office. <laughs> I eat more apples. <laughs> I definitely eat more apples. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been some studies done about that, and of course, being at the forefront of all studies, all really scientific studies, apparently they do make you um, by the time because you, you come to work right, and someone's got a bag of chips they don't like, so they put them on the table, and then you can all eat them. And then there's oh, cakes yeah. for breakfast, and yeah. then there's like a birthday, and then there's someone gets donuts delivered, or yeah. they you know they buy some cakes because it's a hump day or whatever. And before you know it, you've eaten twice your calorie intake for the day. And I don't have any willpower. Right. So I think that working sometimes... When I worked for myself and I was working at home, you know, didn't eat a lot. I'm the absolute opposite. Isn't that funny? When I worked from home last year, I stacked it on because I just had my head in the fridge the whole time. (laughs) Um, But when I'm in an office, I can get into quite a good... Zone. Zone. And because I'm such a, you know, creature of habit... Right. I can go, right, well, I'm having... Yeah, no, I can get into a bit of a right. bit of a groove. Right. Well, no. Apparently, a lot of people. It's like yeah. apparently you got to you don't drink enough water either when you're at yeah. work, so you have got to be really careful about that as well. I think I'm much healthier in the workplace than I am in my own house. Mm, see, I'm the other way around. Yes. That's why we should never work together. It's interesting, isn't it? Hmm, um, perhaps it is. Perhaps it's not. No. At work this week, yeah. um, or last week, I don't know when it was. An email went round because someone was leaving, and it was like a nice, you know, so and so is leaving. I'd like to thank them for their input and blah blah blah. She's got a great. Um, she's had a great can-do attitude. Mm. Now, to me, can-do attitude is <laughs> a death, isn't it? <laughs> I once got told I had a can-do attitude in a performance review, and I wow. thought, oh, that's nice. Month later, made redundant. Wow. Um, not linked. It's probably not linked. I'm sure it wasn't linked. Yeah. I would say, can-do attitude. This is what I would say. Yes. Can do all the work for, for no reward, you know. Can do everything I throw at her. Yeah, can don't get a promotion. <laughs> I think there's something, there's a, there's a danger oh, so in being the person with the can-do attitude. Yeah, because it's like, Lisa will do it. Lisa will do it. Or, yeah. you know, it's like, 
from my experience, and I could be wrong here, and hopefully everyone will tell me I'm wrong, mm. but it's the people with the can-don't attitude. It's the people who don't reply to your emails, who don't lead the project, who don't yeah. do the you know the grunt work. Yeah. They're the ones who get the promotions, aren't yeah, they? Because they can, they know how to um, use their time well, and they yeah. you know they don't take any rubbish. That's right. So my can-do attitude. Can-do. Can-don't. can do. Can can no. it? Just can, can it? Can, can the it. can do? Can the can do? Remember, speaking of people sending emails around um, to say thank you for your support, you know, for your hard work. Remember when a mutual friend of ours, we got an email in the office once, and it said, you know, we want to thank, we shall say, Lisa, yeah, for her lovely work over the years. It's been a pleasure working with you, and you know, we look forward to seeing you again soon, and hope that you know your new job is fantastic. And so this mutual friend of ours replied all on the email. <laughs> And saying it's been an absolute pleasure working with you. Can't wait to you know see where you end up and press send. And then we realised that the email was actually for the New Zealand office, and she never even met her. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> oh, that. So great. Oh, so great. That's a good one. Yeah, she hates that story. She's going to hate me telling that. Yeah. But we haven't said a name. It's Might time. have to cut that. No. Um, should we do Culture Club? Culture Club. Culture Club. Yeah. You've been watching something really lovely and cheerful. <laughs> You've been more, back, more. back with your hope punk, isn't <laughs> it? More hope punk than I know what to do with. Yes. I've been watching Mindhunter. No, I'm which not is doing about it. about serial killers. No. No, it's really good. I don't even you, want you to. You won't like it. I, I, I actually don't want to hear about it. Okay. No, go on. Talk End to, of story. No. Thank you, viewers. <laughs> Continue. But it is, uh, everyone's talking about it and I... It's really, really, really well done. Yeah. Basically, it's this FBI group that is set up to when they first started. Is it a true story? Some of it's true, but is it a not? Is it's it fictionalized? On, yeah, some of it's okay. fictionalized, some of it's not. Is Damon Hirman in it? He was in it for a minute. Oh. So basically, it's the story of this group that were formed in the FBI, which before serial killers were even acknowledged as serial killers, and they before they were a thing, before they were a thing. <laughs> another thing serial killers um and it's when they just knew that these men had killed and killed and killed and stuff but they, they hadn't coined the term and so this this group of men coined the term serial killers and they kind of they studied them to work out what their patterns were and stuff like that so they go in and they interview son of sam manson which was played by a child um herriman yeah damon herriman and funnily enough damon herriman played Manson yes. in this and in Once Upon a Time in That's America right. in Hollywood and he's in this more way more because right. he got cut out of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood true story um, but it's really 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 well done the guy is it terrifying it's quite terrifying because not so much because the because the serial killers are all in jail the ones that the big ones that you're, you're referring yeah. to so you get to see kind of they're all really creepy mm. and um, you know it's interesting what they thought they were doing and they love the sort of celebrity of being interviewed as yeah. well and Manson is particularly interesting because the guy from the FBI who's interviewing him is like a fanboy like he just thinks mm. he's amazing and stuff so there's like, cause, because he was, because he, that's how he never killed anyone. He got people to do it for him. Are there any female serial killers in it? Not in that, but because no. they're, they're all in England, aren't they? All the female ones, like Are the they? Yorkshire oh. girl, whatever. No, the one that's um, what's the name? You know. Rose West. Yeah. Um, anyway, don't know how many serial killers are out there, but it's just really well done. It's very scary. It's beautifully filmed. It's got Anna Torv, who's Australian. Oh yes. she's in it. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> they were in um, Secret City together, her and Damon Hirriman. Right, there you go. There you and go. it's also got the guy who plays the main guy, whose name is Ford Holden. Or Holden oh, yeah, that, Ford, oh, this is the show with yeah, Holden Ford. Holden right, Ford. okay. So he's a fictional FBI agent, but he's based on this guy called John E. Douglas, who wrote a book called um, Mindhunter. <laughs> And he's played by this guy called Jonathan Groff, who all the way through reminds me of Carl Stefanovic. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, um, neither here nor there. So I think Mindhunter was what the original, you know, Clarice was based oh, on. Oh, could be, yeah, could yeah. be. What, you know, what's that film? Um, Science of the Lambs Science was based Land. on Mindhunter. Right, okay. Yeah, I think this Very is... Very interesting. Yeah. It's, and it's like... So a lot of it is is real, a lot of it's not real, so they've fictionalised some and not yeah. But if you have any interest in how the FBI worked, especially back in the day before they had the sort of, you know, science that they yes. have now, and seeing how crudely they could work it out and how well they kind of got inside the minds of these people, mm. it's quite fascinating. It really mm. is fascinating. It is terrifying, though. So I don't would watch be too scared yeah. to watch it. I mean, it's I not think. like it's not a horror. No. Mm. Anyway, there you go, if you like right. Mindhunter. It's on, Mind guess Hunter. where it's on? Is it on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching The Righteous Gemstones. Yes. Which is HBO's is. latest. Um, so it's on Foxtel in this country, Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's at, it's actually sensational. So it's, do you know Danny McBride? Did you ever watch Vice yes. Principals? Oh, yeah. He was the man who behind that and he played one of the Vice Principals, which right. is actually a hilarious show. Very dark, comic um, material. So he... So it's Danny McBride, John Goodman plays his father, and then um, Adam Devine, Adam Devine, oh yeah, plays his brother, right. and they are all TV evangelists. So they're a Fun. TV evangelist yeah, family. Amazing. Yeah, and it's um, it's brilliantly made. The cast is sensational, and it's you know it's about the corruption behind the TV evangelists. So it's getting slammed in the US, as you can imagine. Mm. But it is so funny and so wrong, um, I can't recommend it enough. And the first episode is like 65 minutes. And it, it, you feel like you're watching a movie. It's that well made and that compelling that you can't, you can't actually believe you're watching TV. Mm. It is so brilliant. Mm. Um, so I think you should all watch Righteous Gemstones. I will. It is, look, Danny McBride is pretty much... He's a bit of an acquired taste, I think. Because um, uh, did you ever watch Vice Principals? No. It's on Foxtel On Demand. It is... It's 30 minutes of pure joy. It's just wrong and sick and, <laughs> yeah, it's all the things I love. Yeah. So, um, Right to the Gemstones is fun. Okay. You should watch it. Okay, well, there's two very different... Very different <laughs> um, programmes. Fabulous. Serial killers and TV evangelists. All right. Yeah. Well, that's... Okay. Should we talk about... Yeah. Are you a friend stealer, Lisa? A friend stealer. I have been a friend stealer, mm. for sure. Mm. So, friend stealing is when... Um, People you've introduced go off and have a friendship without not yeah without you. They yeah. go and have dates without you or lunches yeah. or dinner, you know. Um, and I have been guilty of that. I have too. And anyway, I hate it when it happens to me. Has I it hate happened it when to it's you? Done. It's being done to me as we speak. I think. Is it? Like Is it me? No. Oh. <laughs> no, but I, I get it. Yeah, it's not. It's um. It's hard, isn't it? It's yeah. Really hard. I don't mind sometimes because it's like, oh, you deal with them, I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> was that with me? Yeah. yeah. Oh. That was... oh. <laughs> rude. Um, but it is a tricky one, isn't it? I think especially when it gets to the point where you're sort of, they're going 
they're going out for lunch yeah. or dinner and you're not invited. And it's, then you say, where are you going? And they say, yeah. I'm going out with Lisa. And you go, oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I was a friend stealer. I what stole happened? my friend Sarah years ago from, yeah. from another friend. Yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, I've been guilty of friend stealing. Yeah. I've also had friends stolen. And, you know, I know now. Yeah. it's not it hurts it does hurt mm. um, we stole a very good friend who's now someone who's now a very good friend we stole him off another very good friend actually but then she did move away well that's okay so they'd moved away that's they'd fine. moved away yeah. so and um, but we just had this instant connection yeah. with him and just yeah he's one of our best friends yeah. now actually one I probably of like best, one yeah. of my best friends I probably stole from one of another one of my best friends but I stole him Recently, and they're not in touch anymore. Yeah, so that's that doesn't okay. count. But mm. then I think that there's been other friends who are now stealing each other, and I'm not entirely sure. I'm pretty. Yeah. So what's know. the etiquette? I don't know. No, I think you should um, try to keep everyone in the loop. Like, if you're going out for dinner, I think you should go to the pub and go together, shouldn't you? No, not if you want to be fair. I mean, friendships are fluid things. Oh. Are they? All right. I mean, I like to think they are. I mean, I'm not very good at that. No. Also, as you get older, you don't need so many friends because you have to get up. Go out. Get out your chair. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Oof. <laughs> okay, last thing. Yeah. Um, big re- big revelation this week for me. <laughs> Is this how you're losing the plot? Not really. No, not it? really. I didn't realise. You know when people say JK? Yeah. I thought it meant joking. Oh, you meant... It doesn't. Joking. No, but it doesn't. It means just kidding. Just kidding. So, anyway. But joke, it doesn't even... Like, joking's not even spelt... JK. Well, there's a J and a K in joking. <laughs> no, but there's a J and a K in like lots of things. Like, well, like what? Go on. <laughs> Name me um. one. No, you can't. Okay. All right, I win. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, That's that was it. just me. Okay. JK apparently means just kidding, yes. not joking. Is this sort of the same thing? Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Is oh. he on the right track? At on least on the right track. <laughs> patronising much thanks alright well if you want to get in touch with us to tell us other things we don't know yeah. the right meaning of yeah. um, you can email us on weareplayingdevilsavocado at gmail.com or you can get into our DMs on Instagram yes or you can join our PDAs group on yes. Facebook we've had lots of people joining we have and we'll share some things yeah, I have to remember what they are. I have to, I have to listen to it a million times yeah. to find the things. Yeah. Anyway, we'll do that. And then, and then you have to send me a list of the things that are on the... And Lisa always and then, gets it and wrong. And then I always get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so um, next week we'll have a special oh, yes. issue, a special episode. Um, we'll have a Hopefully, postcard. if I can get the technology <laughs> yeah. to work. Postca- well, we'll have special episodes if we can. Postcards from London, where Lisa and I talk on Skype. Oof. From and well, they'll be shorter. So yes. You listen to me going. Can you hear me? Beaming into London. Can you hear me? Over, over. Um, but there'll be two shorter episodes. So the special editions. Yes. Where Lisa is off on holiday, leaving me alone to suffer. Oh, you'll be alright. Okay, see see you in London. Bye. Bye bye. Pip pip.